Hi, Loop listeners, Jane here. We're so glad you joined us for the Out of the Loop podcast. Before we begin, I need to let you know that today's episode deals with death by suicide. Please, if you're having suicidal thoughts and need help, reach out. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Karina, who do you hope is listening to this podcast episode? Actually, I would like to have people listening to me, anyone, woman, or any family who needs to use my story to help themselves. Welcome to the Tyler Loops Out of the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Jane Neal. Let's begin. My guest today is Karina Kaywood. Karina was born in Ecuador, lived in Venezuela, graduated in computer programming, and immigrated to Texas in 2004. She has lived in Tyler for about nine years. She loves to read and lives with her husband in Tyler. Karina, welcome to the Out of the Loop podcast. Thank you, Jane. Let's take a listen to your story, told live at Liberty Hall November 2019 as part of Out of the Loop Season 2. Hi, my name is Karina, and I am from Ecuador in South America. It all starts in 1999, when my then-husband got a job offer to go to Venezuela. My son and I moved with him from Ecuador to Venezuela. You must know about Venezuela's current political and social crisis from the news. But even back then, crime was increasing and there were guards everywhere. Well, one day on June of 2003, four men with guns came into my house and they demanded that I will give them all of our money. My son, who was nine years old back then, saw when one of the men walked down the hallway with me in front of him with a gun to my head. My son had been coming out from his bedroom and when he saw this, all he would do was this. Well, the man stole anything of value from our home and took off. But the next weeks, my son will see their faces everywhere, even in his dreams. When my husband made the decision to resign and to move us to United States, because he's from here, he felt that we'll be safe here. You know, even though I graduated as a computer programmer, when I married my husband, I assumed the role of a housewife. My son and I completely depended on his income for all livelihood. Uh, when we got to States, we moved into a lake house near Athens, Texas. But my husband had been given the opportunity to go back to Venezuela for work almost immediately. So in a month, he purchased a car and a cell phone for me, enrolled our son in school, and show me the route to the nearest Walmart. Well, that's all the extent of my knowledge about my new, my new surroundings. 
It is hard to describe how lonely it feels to move to live in a foreign new country without an extended family, without friends, without a job. I would spend, spend hours alone at home with the company, just the TV that was my company. Well, I had an idea that I thought that would cheer me up a little. My kitchen needed renovation. So I found a designer. She came to my house, she gave me some ideas, and she drew an estimate and left some samples so that I could show my husband. Of course, he will have the final say. Well, this never happened. We end up divorcing. So I was left with the same kitchen, lots of samples, and no idea what I was going to do with the rest of my life. Well, about six weeks passed, and I thought, well, I need to make the drive to Athens and return these samples to Cindy, the designer. So I put them in my car, and I drove to her studio, that little yellow house on the corner. When I got there, I rang the bell, and a tall, well-dressed guy came to the door. So I said, hi. I'm looking for Cindy. He said, she's not here anymore. I said, why? What happened? Where did she go? I need to return the samples to her. Well, he said, well, she sold the house to me. You can leave the samples here with me. Well, on any other occasion, I would have to say thank you and walk away. But I got curious, so I asked, so what do you do? And he said, well, I help people understand their finances. I said, wow, I need to know that. <laughs> so he said, do you want me to show you? I said, yes. So he invited me in, Jeremiah, and showed me her, his business and um, gave me some flyers. When I left that day, I felt that I wanted to know more. I felt that I wanted to know where exactly my money goes. I wanted to know how to be prepared for a rainy day and how to become financially independent and protected. Well, I didn't know it then, but Jeremiah became, became a friend and a mentor whose training would change my life. Well, I went back to that little yellow house on the corner in about the month, and this time, to learn not only about my finances, but about how to help others. Well, I began to apply what I learned, like preparing a, an emergency fund, avoiding credit or debt. And um, I thought that I, I found treasure. Like I, like I was in a special place, in the right place to learn. Well, I asked Jeremiah if I could join his business. Now I am an entrepreneur. Now my, my work doesn't depend on no one else's vision, but on my own vision. Now I am prepared to help other women the same way Jeremiah prepared me. Thank you. Career 
Marina. I was really looking forward to diving into this story with you, and then I learned what has transpired in your life. So I want to give you the opportunity to tell us how life has changed and some things that might feel more pertinent to you right now. Yes. Um, when I told my story, I was telling the stories that had happened to me in the past, and I was thinking that I will continue to tell those stories and not much of importance was going to happen. Uh, but uh, things changed. My son attended the day, one, one of the two days that uh, we had the live storytelling, and uh, and he wanted to be there too because he was part of the story. That happened, what happened was to both of us. Now I have lost my son. Last year my son passed away. My son took his life, and I hardened because of the loss, but also I am thinking about all those young fellows that cannot find themselves, cannot understand or want to continue living. My son is a byproduct of that isolation that we lived back then in my story as well as it affected me and I went through it he did too on his own in different ways he mentioned to me that night well mom I remember that story in a different way than you and I was thinking what was it what was the part in a different way and we never got to talk to about it again and now all I have is my memories he had so many scars from from things that happened in in his past and in both of us past. I'm so sorry to hear about your loss. Um, and I I so appreciate the courage you have to tell us this. I know it was just a year ago and it's not easy to talk about. But I want to give you the opportunity to tell what's important to you right now. Is there anything about your son that you want other people to know? We started thinking, my husband and I, that um, there are many young fellows that feel trapped in circumstances, feel that they don't want to socialize anymore, feel that they are inadequate to live their lives. They don't see future. They're losing hope. It just happened that you called me and, uh, and asked me to have this interview. This is an opportunity to reach out to young people and to tell them that even though the things are hard, I know that they're hard, the greatest love of all that keep us going and it is God. That is what many of you do not realize. The hope is there. That's what keeps me going, the love of God. We are thinking that we want to start, a, we don't know when or how, but we want to start a hands-on group of people that wants to help young people in distress. Uh, we don't know how it is going to happen. We are willing to help. That would be wonderful. It sounds like you had some earlier instances where you knew your son wasn't doing well? Was there some buildup before this happened? 
Well, yes. Um, when young fellows start feeling that all the stress of becoming that person that everybody expects you to be, and they start looking for places where to hide. There's a lot of people that live their lives in front of a computer. Uh, young, young fellows playing games. There are many, they have a different life inside their computers. Depending on the games, they have a, a different character with a different name that they created. So they start living lives through those characters. And then they start disconnecting from real life. That's one of the many other situations that young fellows go through. There are girls game, game gamers too. Right. It becomes like an addiction. Not in all cases, but it's very addictive. In our case, we were moving from one place to another, from one country to another. So we didn't have roots. Young people have it, they have it hard right, right now, these days. It is very hard on them, and the only hope we have is if we go back to, to see who we really are. There's this part in your story that has always been the, the part I remember the best, and it is this picture of you sitting alone for hours at home with no company except the TV. I have a friend who saw the show live, and of all the stories to report on, she chose yours. She kept remembering that scene of um, imagining you at home alone with no one to talk to, no family around, no social group around, and that even when she was in the grocery store and passing by other women, she would start asking herself, how many other women are living like this? And I don't even know it. How many people are so isolated and have no one? So there is this theme of isolation, and it sounds like that had of course, impacts for you also impacted your son. And like you said, to be without roots, what's the way that people who emigrate to this country and are trying to start a new life, what's the way they can connect and feel like they belong? Don't do it if you don't have to do it. It is, it is hard to move from one place to another. It is hard to move from the people that could be, that are in your inner circle, that could give you support. You could lose too much. I immigrated because of our circumstances. The, the story explains that. My family lives back in my country. None of them had immigrated to United States. And I go visit them. Actually, my son and I, went back last year to visit family. Who are um, still living in Ecuador. Uh, my son was going back to visit them after probably seven years. It was a great time that we had with family, with, with our roots. Of course, COVID uh, made us stay there for five months. Well, I stayed for five months. My son decided to come back after three the families that are going through such horrible situations to get to United States right now are making uh, that decision without thinking about the consequences. 
all the young people that are going to have scars for the rest of their lives to come here not knowing what is waiting for them on the way here. That is, that is awful. I came legally and I believe that legal immigration is the way to do it. You mentioned earlier your faith and how that is a source of strength for you. What people in your life right now are also sources of strength? Actually, my husband, he is the one who's been there for me to give me comfort and to to give me strength to receive the messages and to talk for me when I was not able to do it. I did not blame anybody for this when this happened. I just broke my heart, but I didn't get to the point where I felt like blaming anyone. I'm thankful that I had the support that I had, all the friends and family, my family from in Ecuador. They were continually calling me and they were part of the service online. And my friends that God has allowed me to have friends, 30, 40 years friends that were there for, for us. I have a friend from high school that came from Miami. So she was for three weeks with us. The comfort from, from friends and family was, they were supporting me. They were holding me so I would not fall down. I stayed home for about six months. I didn't go anywhere. I just stay home. So this happens a lot that when there's a loss and when there's a death in the family, sometimes there's a lot of attention the first month, the first few weeks. A lot of people reach out, but it's been over a year now. Is there still some support in your life? Yes, the support is different now because everything moves, everything changes, and change is good. The only ones that are supporting each other the same way are my husband and I. Now I'm, I'm working with children. Really? Yes, I'm working with very young children, and this is filling my heart with so many, so many things that I thought that I would never feel. See, when my son passed away, his future, our future, stopped. I was, I'm not going to have a grandchild. I'm not going to see him get married. I am not going to, to see him flourish. Seeing these little children that I am working with and their parents and, and all the funny things they do and all the headaches they can give you too. All of that is helping me. I'm so thankful that you were willing to talk and share such an important story. And before we close, I want to ask if there's anything you want to mention about your son that you especially want to remember and want other people to remember about him. Well, Kat was uh, such a smart, handsome guy. Uh, for some reason, he thought the opposite. But his friends, his parents, always knew the difference, that it was not the case, that he, he was special. Kat was so willing to give 
that if you felt cold and he was the only one who had the jacket, he will give it to you without thinking twice about it. He was always giving uh, his time, spent hours and hours talking to friends who needed to hear. He would give also money. If he had money, he would share, not, not exactly the money, but he would buy things. Those are beautiful memories. Thank you for sharing them. You're welcome, Jen. The Out of the Loop podcast was recorded at the Innovation Pipeline in downtown Tyler by Preston Hutto, with technical support from Neil Katz and Leah Wansley. Music is provided by the Tyler, Texas duo Gypsum and the Travelers. Out of the Loop is a production of The Tyler Loop, a nonprofit news and culture magazine and storytelling platform for Tyler and East Texas. We run on memberships from informed, engaged residents like you who value in-depth, inclusive reporting. Check us out at thetylerloop.com. <laughs>